Good afternoon, everyone. Welcome to this Triangles Meditation Group. Today is May 4th, 2020. And so as most of you know, this is a weekly webinar whose purpose is to introduce the work of this planetary service known as Triangles to people who are new to it and to aid them in the forming of Triangles and also to provide a platform for those of us who are already members of Triangles to come together each week and to participate in a meditative visualization in the support and strengthening of the planetary network. Triangles is a simple visualization technique using the power of thought and prayer to uplift and transform planetary consciousness. It's simply the establishing of a line of lighted, loving communication between three people who agree to vivify that triangular link every day, mentally, emotionally, and physically and etherically, building in the means within their own consciousness where whereby they can be of service to the whole, to all life forms, because that's our role as members of the human kingdom to act as a bridge of light between the higher realms of spiritual living and the three lower kingdoms of nature. And particularly at this time of year when we're working in the preparatory period leading up to Thursday's Waisak, um, the full moon of Taurus, sometimes known as the full moon of the Buddha, we as Triangles members and as a worldwide group have a special opportunity to do what we can to facilitate that bridge building whereby these forces can pour more fully into our world and help to dissipate the glamour, maya and illusion which is preventing us from seeing the reality, the underlying reality more clearly. So let's really hold fast to our spiritual practices during this time. And uh, so before we really begin our work, we'd like to, I'd like to just say that after the visualization, after a small talk by myself and our meditation, we'll be hearing from one of our longtime co-workers, Maria Cristina Amaral from Brazil, who has spent many years um, working with small groups in Brazil and in other places throughout South America to spread the ideas of the power of thought, the power of visualization, and the support of the Triangles Network and the Great Invocation. So we look forward to hearing from Marie Cristina after that. But now we will participate in a brief visualization whereby we will follow it by a sounding of the mantra. So let's visualize the planet as a sphere of lighted energy. And within that sphere, let's visualize a triangle a triangle which consists of the three primary planetary centers. Shambhala, the planetary head center. 
the spiritual hierarchy, the planetary heart, and humanity, the planetary throat center. Visualize the circulation of energies flowing in all directions around the triangle from point to point. See this energy merging and blending these three points, filling the triangle with light. Now superimposed upon that triangle, let us visualize a five-pointed star. This is the star of the world teacher who links east and west, past and present and future, and who radiates the energy of love wisdom. At each point of the star, the sphere of his activity stands an outpost of his consciousness, the five planetary centers. Visualize the energy from these centers radiating forth from the center of the star. London, Darjeeling, New York, Geneva, Tokyo, Visualize these outpouring energies, enlivening small groups gathering everywhere, aiding them to focus and direct the inpouring energies from the Wesak full moon into the consciousness of all humanity, solving its problems, creating right human relations, restoring peace on earth. Radiance are we and power. We stand forever with our hands stretched out, linking the heavens and the earth, the inner world of meaning and the subtle world of glamour. We reach into the light and bring it down to meet the need. 
we reach into the silent place and bring from thence the gift of understanding. Thus with the light we work and turn the darkness into day. So as I said, we are working in preparation for WESAC and to contribute to that effort, the Lucis Trust is holding two meetings, one tomorrow night, or tomorrow afternoon here in New York at 2, 2 p.m. And then on Wednesday evening, May 6th, we'll be holding a meeting at 1.30. And then the day of safeguarding, Thursday, May 7th, we'll be working with you all in silence to bring in that um, alignment with WESEC. During this time, we're told that there are special forces, as there are at each of the three spiritual festivals of the higher interlude period. And at WESEC, those forces are known as the forces of enlightenment. And hence, we see the strong link with the Buddha who was the person who brought forward on our planet this idea of enlightenment. And the Buddha, as we know, is often associated with light and therefore with the planet Mercury. And some would say with the first stanza of the great invocation where we invoke the light to come into our minds and the minds of all humanity. So this year, because of a special alignment which is occurring Later this evening, in less than two hours, at 5.41 here in New York, there's a very important alignment um, between the planet Mercury and the Sun. Some people call this the time when Mercury stands within the heart of the Sun. And this is called a superior um, alignment, a superior conjunction of the Sun and Mercury, because at this time, Mercury is found on the far side of the Sun. It's more like the full moon period of Mercury. And so since Mercury is so closely associated with the Buddha, his name in Sanskrit actually is uh, related to the planet Mercury. It's the name for Mercury, Buddha, Bud, that's the name. And so we know there's a close relationship. Although traditionally speaking, Taurus is not always associated with the planet Mercury. In the teachings of esoteric astrology, it is one of the most powerful planets through which the impouring energies of both Taurus and the fourth ray pour into our world. And so there's a really deep association. And so the fact that this alignment is occurring, occurring at a time when we are celebrating the Waysak festival, the celebration of the life enlightenment and death of the Buddha, we know that Mercury plays a vital role. So if we can together today, let's keep this alignment in our minds. And if we can link up with it at the exact time at 541. And I just wanted to, in commemoration of this event, 
uh, to support this alignment and how it will uh, bring more power and strength to this preparatory period. I wanted to just read a few of the phrases that's given forth in the teachings in relationship to this fourth ray planet, Mercury. In mercurial fashion, the planet Mercury is given many names in the Ageless Wisdom teachings. One of those names is as the messenger of the gods. Mercury, as most of you know, stands very close to the sun. In esoteric teachings, there is another planet, an intermercurial planet known as Vulcan, but we haven't yet discovered that. And so in a sense, we could still consider Mercury as closest to the sun. And it serves a really powerful role as the messenger of the sun's light, a transmuter of, you might say, a synthesizing planet of that inpouring light of the sun. And it has this particular role in relationship to our planet, the Earth, because we're told that it's one of the planets, it's one of the two planets, along with Venus, that serves as an intermediary, as a planet that takes in light. We're told Mercury takes in seven more times the light of any other planet in our system. And it shares a portion of that light with our Earth. And also Venus does the same. And so we're fortunate to have a wonderful triangle supporting us in our movement towards um, becoming a sacred planet. That's why they are helping us. And so our work in triangles is surely facilitating the um, alignment between this great systemic triangle. And so at these times when Mercury aligns with the sun, we know that that triangle is being stimulated. It's also known in the Ageless Wisdom teachings that many of the names which Mercury is given are related to its name being called a star. Why would we wonder, would Mercury be called a star? Well, you could say that all of the planets to the ancients were thought to be wandering stars. Now we know they're actually planetary bodies within our system, not external to our system. But nonetheless, I think that the Ageless Wisdom, when it names things, it gives them um, a greater depth of understanding. And so Mercury might be considered a star because of this fact that it is so close to the sun and takes in so much of the sun's light. It's also said to be the star of Sirius. So in a sense, it has a very great um, connection with that star, um, that great overshadowing star, which our planet also has a connection with. But Mercury being a sacred planet is surely much more able to um, attune its vibratory rate with that great overshadowing star. Mercury is also known as the star of the intuition for it is the planet par excellence, we might say, that aids the spiritual seekers of the world in the ability to bridge between the various planes of mind, which we undertake as we attempt to connect with our higher aspects, connect the lower aspects of ourselves with our soul. And then that soul infused lower mind then projects itself into the higher realms of mental understanding. And that's called 
the building of the Antakarana and Mercury is instrumental in that. And so when we say the star of the intuition, we know that it's only through the use of the intuition that we can really attune ourselves to the Buddhic plane. And Mercury is also known as the star of conflict, but also the star of relationships. So it bridges between those two aspects of the fourth ray and highlights both of them because we know in the Ageless Wisdom that war is not considered necessarily a negative thing or a situation to be avoided because it's akin with, it's really part of the ability to change. And change is what is needed in our world. And so sometimes friction occurs as we move into new levels of understanding and Mercury aids us in that process. So just quickly and finally, before we get into our meditation, I just wanted to say that there's an interesting diagram. Here's one of them, many interesting diagrams given out in esoteric astrology. But this one, I think, particularly relates to um, the planet Mercury, as we can see, and the key role which it plays um, both macrocosmically within our system as a whole, as the agent, as we said before, of the sun's light. Transmuting here, we can see a great transmutation work being done by Mercury for the three great constellations that are, we're told by the Tibetan, are conditioning human consciousness and also the consciousness of the members of the spiritual hierarchy of the planet. Aquarius is really governing and pouring in through the center Shambhala, but we know that the masters of the wisdom are seeking to serve as they tap into that Aquarian energies through their ability to connect with the highest center. And then there is Taurus, which is the energy governing this period, and so it's very highlighted at this time, and as is the role of Mercury, as I said. Taurus is this governing sign of that group known as the new group of world servers, which is so instrumental as the planetary Ajna center, those who have the vision or ability, ability to tap into the vision of the plan as held within the blueprints of the masters of the wisdom. And then we have the other very important sign of Pisces, which governs the masses of humanity, we might say, who are still struggling to, and confused perhaps, as to where we're going, because the past is, is moving. Uh, the Patsian energies are moving and the incoming of the Aquarian energies are coming in. And so Mercury and Taurus, the new group, are aiding us to see the Aquarian energies, to mediate those energies with the energies of the outgoing age so that we can come together in a bridging fashion. Because it's frightening when a new world is coming into being. It's as the Tibetan says, it's the birth pangs. Birth pangs are not easy. So let's be um, understanding of those who are having a challenge as we move into the light. But at the same time, let's focus our one eye and beam the light of this festival into the consciousness of Mercury and into our world. So let's now work with our meditation.
Let's link in thought as a soul, as a point of love and light with all those people throughout the world who are working with this Triangles Meditation Group. Let's lift up our gaze to the center Chambala, the center where the will of God is known. We invoke the spiritual will. In the center of the will of God, I stand. Not shall deflect my will from his. I implement that will by love. I turn towards the field of service. I, the triangle divine, work out that will within the square and serve my fellow men. Using the creative imagination, link with two other points of light to create a triangle of light. Visualize the triangle in which you are working as an essential part of the Radiant Worldwide Triangles Network. Now hold the consciousness immersed within the light of the group soul, the heart of love, which underlies and infuses the network. Now lift your consciousness to the world teacher 
who stands as the heart of love at the center of the spiritual hierarchy and also at the heart of each triangle. Hold the group mind open and receptive to the imploring energy of love. Visualize light and goodwill circulating around the triangles from point to point and flowing out through the network into the hearts and minds of men and women everywhere, healing and transforming human consciousness and establishing right human relationships.
Visualize the whole planet alight with triangles. See new triangles being formed everywhere. Prior to sounding the great invocation, let's pause to consider the work to be done by the words as they're poured out. And as we repeat each stanza, let's visualize the network acting as a link between the world of spiritual realities and humanity, as a channel through which light and love and divine purpose may flow into human consciousness. From the point of light within the mind of God, let light stream forth into human minds. Let light descend on earth. From the point of love within the heart of God, let love stream forth into human hearts. May the coming one return to earth. From the center where the will of God is known, let purpose guide all little human wills, the purpose which the masters know and serve. From the center which we call the human race, let the plan of love and light work out, and may it seal the door where evil dwells. Let light and love and power restore the plan on earth.
Thank you, everyone. And now, Marie Christina, let's unmute your microphone. Okay, welcome, Marie Christina. Hello? Marie Christina? Hmm. I don't hear you. <clears throat> I'm not sure. Maybe you've written something in the chat box, but I don't hear you. Hello? Hmm. Uh, no, your phone is unmuted. You're unmuted here. Marie Christina, so you should be able to speak. Um, you might have your microphone muted on your end, but on our end, it's not. Uh, now it's okay. Can you hear me? Yes. Loud and clear. Kathy? Yes. Yes, I can hear you. Uh, it was muted here, and I could not unmute, but uh, it's okay. Thank you, Kathy. Hi, friends. Now it's showing muted again. Okay. Can you hear us now? Yes, I can. Can you? Yes. Okay, go ahead. Okay, uh, I prepared a reflection as that uh, on the triangle as the basic structure of all manifestation. And uh, the idea is to reflect together upon this idea in the whole group. When we think together, we Strength invocation and invocation of light. We are working now, as Kathy mentioned, with the Taurus energy, and the main gift of Taurus is light and vision. So we are going to close our eyes and uh, to focus the attention on the group formed by the old triangles around the planet. If something sounds not familiar, don't you worry, it's just a practice. It's enough to keep the attention on the group light and on the group mind. We are going to work with the inner eye using the energy of Taurus available in this moment. Let us imagine and visualize the worldwide group as a sphere of light. It's formed by all triangles around the planet. Let us imagine the group soul as a bright star on the top of this lighted sphere. And also let us imagine all triangles as bright rays connected with the group soul. As we reflect together, we are one mind, one group mind, one group soul. And I will voice the thoughts gathered for reflection. While you listen to, we think together on this theme and each one can get its own conclusion. Science has confirmed that the triangle is the basic structure, the foundation underlining all manifestations. 
Manifestation is related to the material world, to all that is seen in the whole universe. The ageless wisdom teachings states that the science of triangles is also one of the most important parts of the esoteric science. The work of triangles causes inevitable transformation on the physical, emotional, and mental field of energies around the whole planet because triangle is the most important factor for balancing and harmonizing energies. We are told that humanity is living the age of Pisces, characterized by religion and belief, and moving into the Aquarian age, characterized by science and knowledge. The source of all scientific hypotheses is in the field of thought. Thought precedes all process of empirical experimentation. Thought substance is light, and the group that builds the lighted triangle web thinks and invokes together and reflects from above a greater amount of light that benefits the whole web and in turn the whole planet. Let us think and reflect together as to the reason why the triangle works so important and why it's the base of all manifestation. It's known that the form or the material world is represented by a square, a symbol of what? Of all that is physical and concrete. Why the triangle is the symbol of what is, is spiritual. On the other hand, the triangle also represents manifestation and it is, in fact, the origin of the square how this is worked out. When three lines of energy are put together, they form three angles of a six degree each, and thus an equilateral triangle is formed. When these three angles are activated and operating synchronistically, when each angle is vibrating, in unison, each angle expands its activity, growing size, and its radiation reach the center of the triangle. When this happens, there is generated an interlacing of energies, and a meeting point is created at the center of the triangle, a point of synthesis. The meeting point is the sum of the three angles, interlacing and creating a fourth point, which is result of the union of the three. Then we have the original three points of the triangle, plus the one point of synthesis, which is equal four, the four. Thus, the four is the number four of manifestation, but it is also a result of a previous form, the triangle, that stands behind it. It's a very simple mathematical situation. The four contains the three, the three contains the two, and finally, the two contains the one.
the number one or the first number illustrates the no material world. And in the world religions, they have given many names different to which is unmanifest, uncognizable, and uh, to the absolute. And one of these names is God. God is said to be the beginning and the ending, the alpha and the omega, the purpose of it all. The biblical phrase that says, in the beginning was the world, and the world was with God. And the, the same phrase can be said of the number one. And in the beginning, it was the one. The number one also represents synthesis. It is the origin of all of the numbers and it's contained in all of them. Science has proved as a manifest fact that which was taught by the ancient religions and philosophic systems from the past is the base of the entire manifest world is a triangle triangular structure. The difference in between the manifestation of the triangle number three and the square number four is that the triangle is an initiating form and it is related to the immaterial realms, the subtle and unseen forms, while the number four represents the physical and concrete based on the triangle and its objective. As an exercise, let us stretch our imagination, keeping the attention and the mind on the group soul and the group mind, attempting to imagine something unimaginable. For example, that the one, the God, the origin of it all, for a purpose inconceivable to us, wants to manifest himself and breathe out from his own substance and projected himself out there, God the one. So he saw him as one and in doing so, he creates a version of himself and the number two, which is also him, appears so he himself in front of him and the number two so the number two is the link in between the first and the second and so we have god himself projected in his three aspects one plus one plus one equals three we just saw that the union of the three aspects of the initiating triangles resulted in the number four, the point at the center of the triangle. At this point, having the God having three triangles, or three angles in one triangle, I mean three aspects of himself. And when the three angles start rotating, and uh, activating in the four angles an 
a point of synthesis happens at the center of the triangle. So when this happens, manifestation happens. He projects himself out through the central point of the triangle, which functions as an entryway into the material world and creates the seven streams of energy which comes into manifestation. When the energies or originated in the one and the three were breathed out, the physical world was created and the number one is found containing, contained in all numbers in which originated from it. The dense world is symbol, symbolized by the sum of three plus four equals seven. There is an inner triangle, an outer triangle, and then a linking triangle between the two. The triangle of divinity, the physical triangle, and the triangle of man. These three triangles together form the number nine, the number of complexion or initiation. All of our reflection thus far have been related to the process of manifestation, a point that lies long, long ago when the world were created. Now the process is going on in a reverse way and God's creation is returning back to his originating source and the human kingdom created in the image of God, the initial triangle is in process of illuminating his holy board in manifestation, which means the physical world. Religion has taught that God has created the world and that he's one, but they say also that he's in man and he is three, and at the same time, he's one. Then we have God the Father, God the Son, the second, and God the Holy Spirit. As seen before, when three aspects come together, there results the number four. The number four, the four, the man, is God himself, seen in a concrete manifest of the world. When man resolves the four energy, that comprise his instrument into three, bisecting the square, he is himself, the inner three, the outer three, and the linking three, which makes the night. He becomes the triangle divining form and is ready to fulfill the purpose for which he was created, the service upon the square the illumination of form. Looking back through human history, in all religions, we can find several trinities, all of them implying the unbreakable relation between God and man, God and form, the triangle and the square, the relationship between the three and the four. Some of, the, of these many trinities are in Hinduism, we see Shiva, Vishnu, Brahma. So the three aspects, the result is man. Christianity, we have Father, Son, Holy Spirit. 
equal men. We, in Egypt, we have Osiris, Horus, and Isis, equal men. The ageless wisdom teachings says, first aspect, second aspect, and third aspect, equal men. The same can be said about life, quality, and appearance, will, love, and light, spirit, soul, and body, personality, soul, and monad, mental, emotional, and physical. There are also, in all levels, several trinities that can be confirmed if we pay attention to this, like the father plus mother plus son equal a family. Father plus love plus mother equal a child. The knower, the field of knowledge and the known is the thinker. The observer, the observed and the field of observation is the whole field where the mind of God is. The nucleus, the electrons, the protons equal the atom. Movement, balance, inertia is force. The three states of force. And gas, liquid, and solid are the three states of substance. So all this reflection is to bring to this idea the moment the three together are in balance, the fourth or the result will be harmonized. In Virgo, the soul says, I'm the mother and the child. I God, I matter am. Pisces, Virgo's opposite, we can say Pisces, Virgo husband, indicates the ending of the evolutionary process. As men return back to his initial triangle, because he has left the father home as the initial triangle and coming back, he saves. The human being returns back to his original state of existence and within the square serves his fellow man. Triangle is also one of the names of the soul. The soul is the second or love aspect of all manifestation so it is the soul itself, the triangle divine, that redeems all squared forms. We know that the soul is one entity form of three aspects, the concrete mind or the son of mind, the soul and the higher mind. So the soul is threefold. When the energy flows in the square, they produce clashing between polarities within oneself. And then when this is within ourselves, we see others as distincting from ourselves, as opposing to us. This is part of the illusion of the manifest world. When man, God himself, dwelling in form, becomes himself the triangle divine, he is then able to harmonize all crushing energy on the planet, organizing them in a form of equilateral triangle formation. When the work is done, all the energy of the square return back to their initial triangular formation and the work of God. 
the highest triangle is known. The physical board of God himself is made sacred. All human beings can help in this process of illumination by forming triangles and inspiring others to do the same. When a person forms a triangle with two others, it helps the circulation of spiritual energy throughout the planet. When members of the triangles thus formed sound a great invocation, the whole web infuses the planet Earth with light, with law, and with power. In doing so, the planet, the board of God, is illumined and made sacred. Let us close this meditation or this reflection, visualizing the central of light, a powerhouse of triangle light. Let us sound the mantra OM together. Thank you. Thank you, Marie Christina. Thank you for so much of the thought that you've given over the many years to these esoteric concepts. And uh, it's really quite amazing to consider all that you've just said needed some reflection by the group. Um, so does anybody have any thoughts or comments they'd like to share? You can do that by participating clicking on your name in the participants box and we'll unmute your microphone, or you can post a comment in the chat box. Alisa writes, thank you a lot, Marie Christina. So you can read those chat posts and uh, I'll look out for some hands raised. Uh, yeah, Andrea asked if there's a transcript of the talk, and yes, there is. They should be right above in the chat box. You should see, see it right there. Lots of thank yous. Well, it was a bit long, uh, a bit long reflection. So that's okay. People obviously um, what is someone's asking about what is the event on May 7th? That's the day of Waysec itself. And so we're asking people to hold that as a day of um, silence, a day of safeguarding as the Tibetan calls it. So we're not having any online meditations, but we encourage you to link up. Okay, Joshua says there's a question from Facebook. So would you like to raise your hand, Joshua, and um, you can unmute your microphone. Hi, can you hear me? Yes. Hi, uh, this is a question or a comment for Kathy from Simon Reed. He says, hi, Kathy, it's Simon here. What does it mean when one feels, for lack of a better word, demotivated? 
to continue my studies and the work I need to do. I love my triangles meeting so much, but I just can't shake these feelings. Well, that's probably a feeling that many people have had over, especially if you've been on a path for a long period of time. And it's, I guess it's a somewhat natural reaction, human reaction. But the Tibetan always asks his disciples in his group to try to remember what their first um, impulse on the path was and to try and recultivate that every day to revitalize your dedication to tread the path. So it's particularly challenging when you're going through a crisis in your individual life or when you're just going through, as you seem to indicate, a period of boredom. But we have to try and just rise above that um, and make all things new, as they say in the teachings. So it's really up to, it's up to each individual to cultivate that um, aspiration, the fiery aspirations, as Patanjali says. It's the number one quality that needs to be cultivated to enable us to constantly do what we can to move forward. Marie Christina, you might have a thought on that, if you'd like to share. Well, I, it's, uh, I, I, we can say that there is a general feeling of uh, uh, to be futile due to depression, the pressure upon the planet, because actually the hierarchy is approaching the earth and is heightening all vibration. So my idea is to keep you on doing no matter what. Liking it, not liking it, feeling, not feeling, just doing the duty of uh, and uh, the commitment. Yeah, thank you. Um, let's see. Someone asked. Someone asked if it could be the the talk in Spanish. I can do it. Okay, you could do it, and you could post it on the Triangles Meditation Group page, so the person okay. can find it there. If you're not, I don't know if you're on that page, Marie Christine. Yeah, you are. Um, so you could post it there. There's a, a question. I'm going to unmute John's microphone. Hello, John. Whoops, he muted. Okay, unmute. Thank you, Kathy. I was merely going to briefly respond to the, the comment about how to maintain the work when the impetus isn't there. I'm going through Discipleship in the New Age, Volume 1, and the Tibetan speaks around page 130 or so, it uses the term monotony. If you've been in the practice for a while, there's a routine and rhythm that builds. He also references the law of cycles, um, the natural rhythms of the universe where sometimes we're uplifted and other times depressed. And he's very careful to use the word depressed, not in our modern emotional sense, but just in the idea of, a, say, perhaps a sine wave, or there's a crest and then there's a trough. And these are natural rhythms to which all are subject. And so I hear you, my, my friend and brother, and keep at it. You may be in the trough now, but sooner or later, the crest will lift you up again. With that, I'll turn it back to you. 
Thank you, John. Um, I just wanted to see, Marie Christina, do you see the, the sharing in the chat box from Eduardo? No. I can. Uh, I just wanted to say that Eduardo Gramalia from Argentina will be presenting at the Arcane School Conference this weekend, which I forgot to announce. Michael, you might put a link to that. It's being offered on Saturday and Sunday to anyone. Um, and Eduardo will be one of the key speakers on the Saturday afternoon program. And he says, thank you, Marie Christina. Interesting to relate what you said with what Cassie, Kathy previously explained about Mercury. Mercury is the abstract mind, which is one with the soul. Venus is there in between, integrating the opposite. Yeah. Thank you. Great. Michael probably um, posted that. Uh, do you see the comment from Clint, uh, Marie Christina? You know, I'm listening to what you are saying, and then I, I cannot see. Uh, it's the beginning or the ending? Um, it's sort of in the middle. I can read it for you. Um, Please. He says, Marie Christina, thank you so much. Can you tell me? If there are three aspects of mind, like you mentioned, the lower mind, the son of mind of the soul, and the higher mind, or are there four aspects of mind? Thank you. Um, we can look at this uh, combination of energies. When we divide the mind in between the concrete, the soul itself, and the high mind making a triangle. Uh, previously, the mind had to detach from or, or to control all aspects below it, which means the astral and uh, the aesthetic body below the concrete mind. So it's uh, the fourth aspect would be the personality. Uh, I, I, I don't know if I made myself clear, because it's as if the concrete mind, or, or the last point of the concrete mind, is the mental unity, which is the last point of uh, the mental plane. And what is below this point, would be the fourth. Uh, am I clear? Then we have the concrete mind, the soul, the mental unity, the three, and the fourth would be the four levels of uh, the concrete mind below the fourth plane of the mental plane. There are many ways to look at numbers. I have to, to hold myself to talk about the three and the, the four, because there is the three, there is the five, there is the nine, the 10, and the 12. So I try to exploit, uh, to reflect upon one aspect, because uh, the moment we organize, you see, in the soul level, we have the fourth, if we consider the mental, permanent atom, the soul, and the mental unity, and the fourth level 
uh, the lower aspect of concrete mind. When we raise all the four levels of the concrete mind and blend with the, in the mental unity, we have uh, the triangle, not before. The problem is when we raise the four levels of the mind, as all construction below the first level is created by man, he have to raise to meet the mind, ether, astral, concrete mind, and be in the center of the fossil plane of the mental plane, which is the cross. It's the center of the cross. When we say, in this point I stand, it's the center of the cross. So it's a bit <laughs> esoteric for a public talk, but uh, it's a huge amount of uh, teachings that we need to use and put in place in our lives. And the triangles is kind of a first step. Yes. I'm just going to read um, one last comment, Maria Christina, and then we have to close. Um, it's from James Mills, who we should give credit, helped to design uh, many of the images. Yes. Yes. Thank you so much. James, you are in my mind all the time. Thank you so much because uh, you put the drawing in between the talk. Yeah, so he writes, to reflect on the relationship of the three to the four in the triangle and the square is to deeply understand the polarity of the father and mother aspects of spirit. It feels like your talk, Marie Christina, is a seed thought on which to ponder. Thank you so much. So let's just hold that gratitude for your work and your presentation here today, Mary Christina, and end with a moment of silence to link up on this preparatory day for Wesak. Before the silence, thank you so much for holding this webinar, which is radiating from the planet Arjuna to the whole planet. Thank you, Kathy. Thank you. Thank you all for participating. So let's have a moment of silence to link with all triangles workers. Thank you all. See you later this week. <laughs> See you, bye.